Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All rise. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Get the top story on the hot-button Internet legal topics of the day. This is your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. Hear the latest net trends impacting business and have your questions answered right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Now, please welcome your host, the founder of the Internet Law Center, Bennett Kelly. Good morning. This is Bennett Kelly broadcasting live from the Internet Law Center here in Santa Monica in the heart of Silk Beach. Please, we got a great show for you today. And uh, we have with us today um, someone from Silicon Beach, entrepreneur, thought leader, and columnist. Um, Eric Guberman of Hawk Media has joined us, and he has an interesting background. You got, he, not only has he been founded multiple companies, but he's also the author of the Faces of Silicon Beach column for the Santa Monica Daily Press, um, the world-famous publication that has as many Pulitzer Prize winners as USA Today. So, Eric, are you with us? I am. Thank you for having me. God, glad you could join us. And so tell us, you, know, you founded Hawk Media in 2013, and what, what led you to do that? Sure. So I have a background in e-commerce. I've had three e-commerce businesses that all did well. And after the last one, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So to kind of keep myself busy, I consulted part-time for a few different uh, companies, Eddie Bauer, Bally Total Fitness, The Limited, uh, Weeder Supplements, some startups and started just seeing a consistent uh, problem in the industry where there's obviously an internal lack of bandwidth or expertise to get into digital. These are generally fashion and some kind of product, beauty, health companies that don't necessarily have you know, inherent uh, digital experience, as well as hiring agencies was always a nightmare, whether it was a long-term contract, uh, some sort of black box approach where the agency wasn't being very transparent, you know, just over-promising and under-delivering, lots of things that I just wasn't happy with. So I decided to, after about six months of consulting in 2013, to go out and hire experts in each vertical and figure out, 
you know, a way to help these companies a la carte month to month do everything differently that I didn't like agencies did. And so be super transparent, work as if we're a part of the team and allow them to hire us just for email marketing or just for Facebook advertising, just for SEO, just for strategy or all of the above and everything with no contract, just a monthly, you know, month to month kind of engagement. And so that's how we started. That was in January of last year. And we've grown from seven people back then to now about 35 based right here in Santa Monica. And, and, and just for those who may be unfamiliar with the industry, how common is that type of approach? So I haven't come across the exact approach very often. There are definitely a few, a lot of individuals that have, you know, the same kind of experience that will go in and act as an outsourced CMO and, you know, come in as a strategy side of it. But usually they don't also have everyone to execute. And then there's the other side of the spectrum, which are just standard agencies, which it's usually, again, much more of like a full encompassing approach, kind of a traditional approach that I haven't seen many people be very happy with. I haven't heard a lot of positive reviews on other agencies out there. So I was trying to change the things that people weren't happy with. And I haven't seen anyone that's used my same approach. And, and particularly, in, imagine, is the fee structure different as well? Yeah, it's, it's again, a la carte. So, you know, basically each managed service that's uh, – you know, has a flat fee that's completely consistent. So it'd be, you know, whether it's email marketing or content marketing or influencer marketing, different things that are, you know, directly, you know, just managing that part of the business. We are just a flat fee per service. And then on the in media spend and advertising side, we're a percentage of spend. So on an individual basis, if you look at one service, we are completely competitive with other agencies, but we have the option to do all these different things. And again, no contracts. And and so you recently just launched a, a commercial on, on CNBC and imagine some other outlets um, uh-huh. where you're actually promoting this the concept of a kind of outsource or one stop CMO and and what has been the the response to it so far? Uh, it's been great. So you know it's we've we found the reason we went after that was we found that. Any business that even has the potential to do a seven-figure revenue, so whether it's, you know, maybe not one local coffee shop, but three local coffee shops that are a chain, even that size business, we can help. You know, our budgets start, you know, minimum budgets that include ad spend started around 6000 a month. So any mm-hmm. business that can afford that is really our potential customer. So we decided, you know, now that we've got the hang of this, everything works well. We're pretty well-oiled machine at this point. It's time to get our name out there. And so, you know, it turns out TV advertising is actually very inexpensive and a great way to do impressions. And it's hard digitally to target business owners. Uh, it's doable, but it usually takes a lot more of a sales team where we really wanted to just up the volume. And so we tried this. and. Uh, and two ancillary benefits ended up happening. One, our credibility shot through the roof just by having that because now that we're running this, you know, there, we have a big issue in our industry of a lot of, I'd say 95% of digital agencies really don't know what they're doing. Someone with a Facebook page just decided they're a digital expert and there's no one really to tell them otherwise. So there's a lot of struggle there. And now we just kind of elevated our credibility there as well as we had to, This is it's a 30 second spot. We had to really, find a way to articulate who we are in 30 seconds. So now we've, you know, for, spent months formulating uh, sort of a pitch, for lack of a better word, that in 30 seconds we really do get to the point of who we are and what we do and what the next step is. And so that's really helped us because when I shared that, even on my own social media, a lot of people that have been kind of kicking the tires with us went, oh, I get it now, I need to work with you. And so it was very helpful as, you know, sort of to drum that up. Um, are, you, are you familiar with the old rap about TV, 50 
fifty percent of television advertising is effective and the rest is wasted. The problem is you don't know what fifty percent. Um, do you still yep. do, do you think that's still true or and um digital has, you know, obviously certain advantages in that regard or Um yeah, did you, I think you cut out again. Oh, I was just saying, you know, given you know, having heard, you know that maxim's been floating around for a while. Now that you know, as a, as someone who does digital media, you know, what's your thoughts about it now that you've done TV? You know, it's it. How do I put this? Um, digital is a you can do a lot better testing with. So it's a much much better early stage thing to do because you can try new things for very inexpensively. You know, where TV you have one spot that you're, you. I mean, you can have multiple spots, but generally, you know, depending on your budget, you're gonna go out with one spot, try it, and then maybe tweak it from there. One creative. Where digitally, we can spend you know ten twenty bucks on a ad copy and ad, you know an advertisement and see how it happens and test it against fifty others, which is generally what we do and see which works the best. So usually you want to get your messaging down and your, you know, your funnel down as well and see what's converting on your website, et cetera, and how you're going to convert leads and, and impressions into leads and the customers. All that needs to be nailed down before you ever do DV because it definitely, you're hitting part of your audience, but you're just going to get a flood of traffic. You know, it's, it's really just a, it's the cheapest impressions I've seen you can get, but you've got to have everything nailed down on how to turn those impressions into something, which is much easier to do and better to do digitally before you get into it. And then even with a lot of our customers, at some stage of budget, we'll recommend it's time to get on TV as well because once you have your digital nailed down, it's a great way to just elevate everything you're doing, and it's still the cheapest way to get the name out there. And, and the broadest reach, pump. Yeah, exactly. Now, the name of your company is Hawk Media. Why, why Hawk? So... Uh, honestly, I was originally going to call it Growth Hacker Group two years ago when I uh, when growth hacking was a really big term, and I talked to a friend of mine that at the time was supporting me with his media agency and got the advice. Uh, I just signed a deal with Walmart, and do you think they ever signed a contract with a company called Growth Hacker Group? So I went, okay, so got to be a little simpler. I grew up in Ojai, California, where uh, there are red-tailed hawks everywhere. Always liked them and said, well, I'm going to look into hawk media. And lo and behold, got it. <laughs> you would think it, it, you know, it's a great name. You would think it would have been taken, so that's pretty good that you were able to do it. Um, yeah. and, and so you, you guys have, are quite, uh, have quite a presence in Silicon Beach. I go to some of the events, and I'm always running into one or, you know, one or two people from your, your outfit. And uh, you know, is, is having a presence in Silicon Beach an, an important aspect of your strategy or – yeah, I mean, it's, and, and more so, not as much for, I, I mean, it's obviously helped my business immensely. People are, I, I really like the community here because it's all about rising together and people are super supportive. Most of the venture capital firms here send me clients. Most of, you know, like we've been able to really, you know, because of the fact that we really hold transparency and execution at the highest reward here, where it's easy for other people to send us business, which being very involved in the community here has helped us a lot. That being said, I just really, I, I'm a, I really like Santa Monica. I'm a big fan of the community here. I think it's just a great culture, a great environment. I truly believe, and I am an avid traveler, that Santa Monica is the best place to live on earth, and I've been all over the world. So I, I really like helping build this community, and part of the way I'm able to do that is to contribute to where I know best, which is 
the digital community here, the Silicon Beach side of it, and hence why I write the column for Santa Monica Daily Press. That's literally never driven me any business. That's never done anything financially for me. It, I do it because I think it's just a great thing to highlight you know, weekly a different entrepreneur here and really talk about what's going on here to the general public that honestly is pretty disconnected from it. So you, you, you say that, and I'm looking at your column now. Actually, one of the profiles you did was of you. Um, and what led you to, to launch that column? Um, uh, you know, it, it, honestly, our office is in the same building. I walked up and introduced myself. Uh, they asked for a little advice on advertising, and then I was talking to Ross, who runs it, and said, hey, what if I wrote a column for you? It came out of nowhere. This was two years ago, and he was totally about it. And so just started putting it out there on the different Facebook groups and the you know, tech community here and just saying that I know, I'm willing to interview any CEOs and founders based in uh, – Santa Monica, let's start highlighting some people, and that's how it started. And it's just continued from there. That's funny. I actually, um, I, I've written for the Santa Monica Daily Press as well. And, nice. you know, I was just saying how I actually started writing for them after I ran into Ross at a restaurant. And he was just apologizing yep. for how loud they were and said, oh, you should write for us. <laughs> so <laughs> it is kind of funny how those haphazard thing ends up leading to stuff. And and so yeah. how did you choose what to ask? Because I noticed that your questions have a certain format. You know, why Santa yep. Monica and that type of thing. You know, what do you, how did you choose what to ask and why do you think that was important? Um, you know, it, it really comes down to – it's really simple. I, I asked what I wanted to hear. Like I, I wrote this as, you know – I want to know about their business. I want to know what, why did they do this? Like this is, you know, a new phenomenon. Like don't get me wrong, entrepreneurship has been around forever, but it's never been, you know, now it's almost equitable to an actor or a rock star where it's like it's the new right. sexy thing to do is to start a business, which I think is fantastic, to be honest. I think as long as people are real with themselves and actually are starting something, to have this new generation of creators is amazing. And so I really wanted to talk to people about, like, why did you choose this? Where, you know, our whole, our parents' generation, their parents' generation, it was all about getting a secure job and, you know, right. being careful, et cetera. Why did you just start to just throw it to the wind and just go, I'm going to go for this and be an entrepreneur? And then the next question, obviously, I want to give them the platform to advertise their business. And that's sincere. Like, I, I think it's great to give them a little exposure. But we're also talking about Santa Monica. So why here? Of all the places you could start a business, you have one of the most expensive rent places, the most expensive places to live in the country, why are you trying to start a business here? Because there, there are some great points that people make about the city. And it really is, again, one of the best places to live. Um, and then my favorite question that I ask, oh, and I always ask before that, what, how are you changing the world? I love exp having people, that, that's more my fun question, because it's, it stumps a lot of people. It's like, I get it, you're, you've got a business that makes money. What are you, how, what's the passion behind it? What are you really doing to really change something, to shift something? And by asking that, you a lot of times get really cool creative answers. But by far the most important question I ask and the one I'm always interested in is that what is that one piece of advice you'd give a new entrepreneur? Because they, they tend to vary a lot more than I expected. And at first, a lot of people would say some uh, variation of just do it, get it done, get to work, that kind of thing. But over time, I've just heard different, more uh, broad answers and different answers. And, you know, that's something that I've even planned on, like, putting up as, like, a full wall of, like, quoting every one of these entrepreneurs at some point and saying this is what every one of them – these are all pieces of, you know, 100 pieces of advice from successful entrepreneurs. 
and you know, showing the consistency of like what they talk about, like be passionate about it, do something you love, just get it done. And, the, and still, the, the biggest point I've ever heard made, if you're going to go start a business, the most important thing is to move forward and push through. Like don't think too much, don't talk too much, don't overanalyze, just get it done and get to work. That is what separates a successful entrepreneur. Well, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to ask Eric some of those same questions that he's been asking people in the Silicon Beach column. So we're back after these messages. You're listening to the Long Business Report, only on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report through this brief recess for our sponsors. Finding links to improve your rankings in the search engines is time-consuming and frustrating for many of us. The Hoth is the go-to company to help lighten your link-building load. Their white-label SEO was made specifically for agencies, in-house SEOs, and affiliates. The Hoth also offers high-quality custom local citation building to improve search rankings in Google's Maps and localized results, providing fulfillment for some of the largest SEO companies in the world. The Hoth offers link and citation building services you can trust. Get $20 in link building or citation building credits free by going to the Hoth.com slash radio. T-H-E-H-O-T-H dot com slash radio. Internet Marketing Inc. designs fully integrated digital programs that improve brand experiences and grow businesses through valuable data insights and strategy across all types of media. Paid, owned, and earned. Their digital experts nimbly adapt strategy by providing you a comprehensive view of your brand's online audience and program performance. If you are looking for a data-driven approach to online marketing and advertising, call Internet Marketing Inc. today at 866-563-0620 or visit internetmarketinginc.com. Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis, SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can Optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit spyfu.com. That's S-P-Y-F-U.com. And start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report, only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back, and we're talking to entrepreneur and Silicon Beach thought leader Eric Huberman at Hawk Media. Eric, we were just talking about your column with the Santa Monica Daily Press and the questions you asked. And there were two in particular that were interesting. I'd just be curious to hear your own response. Um, for the audience. First, how are you changing the world? How are we changing the world? So what we're doing to change the world is 
taking this new paradigm shift of entrepreneurs and people that want to start these businesses and giving them an, a team, an affordable team, to completely take over the digital side of their business so that if, you know, someone's looking to be an expert, you know, let's take a, a fashion designer. Now you're finally in a place where for a very affordable rate, you can be a fashion designer and then, you know, come in and we can help for something for cheaper than hiring in-house, which has never really been able to be done before, have experts build and run your digital side of the business. So you can focus on what you're good at, which is, you know, being that designer, being that person that, you know, is an expert specifically in something. And we can be the digital side, as opposed to either trying to do it yourself, trying to find people and hire people. All they have, all they need to do is call us. We can put together a plan and team that makes sense for them, and you know we're able to shift the world from these big box, you know, powerhouses. I mean, we've seen crazy things even recently, like Dollar Shave Club. You know, according to them, have captured about 15% of the razor market in four years. That was never possible before, and now we're trying to create a, an environment and a company that helps anyone be able to completely shift industries, you know, on a whim. And that's that's quite an achievement. You know, the, the Dollar Shave Club is a great example. I mean, that, that yeah. they were unknown, and you know, if they have, if they have 15 percent, you know, given the size of the companies they are up against, you know, that's quite an achievement. Now, the yeah. the other question then. You know, goes to what? What is the advice that you give? I mean, you started mentioning some of the advice that others have given. What, what's the main advice that you would give? You know, it's, it's it's consistent with that. Anytime I talk to an entrepreneur, it's go get it to work. You know, it's go do it. Every, you know, when I talk to people, because I I talk to about I'd say probably sixteen founders a day. Um, every one of them, you know, the ones that succeed are the ones that get to work and go. Like, stop talking. Stop, you know, thinking through it. Stop going around and setting meetings, get to work and start hustling, like whatever that is. If it's a service business, get the service done and start making sales. You know, if it's an app, well, why isn't the app done yet? You know, it's those kind of things that I always ask, like you've got to be the person that can actually execute. Execution is probably 85% of a successful business. How are you going to do it? And then just doing it, getting it done and getting it done in a timely fashion. Too many people have ideas. Everybody has ideas for a business. What separates success from not is the people that go and do it. And the main reason is I don't ever think you're going to set out on an idea and not have to tweak it, change it, do things differently. You always have to pivot on some level but you're not going to know that until you get going and you're going to learn way more. You're going to be able to make way better decisions and end up way more successful if you can just get on it and go. Now you've, you've spoken about you know, how, how much you love Santa Monica, but you also raised an important consideration. It's a very expensive place to be. And the success of people like entrepreneurs like you and the other, you know, Snapchat and others in Silicon beach has created a, a, a fact, you know, a push to on rent. It's you know basically increased rent and other other costs in the area. It's made it much more um, difficult to find affordable space for startups. And you know, looking back, is is this still the place to be for startups? Yeah, actually, and not to get too political, but uh, I'm more of a believer. There, there's a huge push on the uh, kind of old guard of Santa Monica, the people that have been here for decades, to not develop any new housing or right. any new office space, et cetera. And that's what's driving the price up. If we were able to, if there was more construction, the only thing that that, the thing that that would cause that is totally reasonable is that would cause a lot worse traffic. And if traffic becomes a big deal, sure. But if you live and work in Santa Monica, ride your bike 
tape, the bus, whatever it is, like you don't necessarily have to deal with traffic, carpool, et cetera. There's plenty of ways to get around and there's going to be plenty of more. But the reason for the housing crisis, the reason that the rents are so high is there's a shortage. So landlords can charge. My background's real estate. It's a simple supply and demand thing. There's not a lot of supply and there's a huge demand. Well, I, I've talked to people, it's not just on, on the housing side, but I've talked to commercial um, businesses on, for example, on Abbott Candy Boulevard. And one fact yep. got named about, you know, the, the, the hippest street in America, you know, stores yep. that had been there for 20 years now all of a sudden saw their rent go up way far beyond that was sustainable. And they now have to move somewhere else in, in the community area. Yeah, and I mean that's you know it. I, let's put it this way: you're you're talking to someone that's definitely socially liberal but fiscally conservative. And, and as much as it's tough sometimes, you know, if a business can't afford to be on the, the hippest street in America because they don't have a business that's desirable enough to support that, you know, sometimes protections make sense on some level. You know, and some kind of you know stepping in makes sense on a government level to like subsidize rent. But if it's a business that just shouldn't be there, sometimes it's a tough reality. I mean, that is, it's true. I mean, that's, that's the law of the market, you know, somehow. Yeah. In fact, a, a hip store that may maybe gave Abbott Kinney or, you know, some aspect of Venice its charm, you know, may not yeah. be able to sustain itself. And, but yeah, and, and, if, and that's, that's, that's what I mean by there's sometimes a little intervention or subsidy makes sense. If it's something that's a staple there that people don't want to see leave, then, you know, there's ways to do that. There's also, if, if it truly is, a, you know, a staple there, then maybe the community should support it, support it by being, you know, tenders more and going in there and buying things or whatever. I don't know what the specific business would be, but the clothing store, then shop there if you think it needs to stay. You know, <laughs> give them the revenue that you think that so that they can stay in business. Now, in Silicon Beach, you know, there is a competition, it seems, between Santa Monica and, and the growing Playa Vista area. You know, it seems like yep. you know, Mayor Garcetti has really promoted that. And the one thing that Playa Vista has that Santa Monica doesn't is largely just because of the fluke of Howard Hughes' estate being tied up in litigation so long. You know, all this property that has now once was his is now being developed. Uh, you know, Playa Vista has open space that is very much like Northern California where you can actually build campuses. And I think that's giving them an edge in terms of at least attracting the larger employers. I don't know what your thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, I, and I, I, to be honest, like I know that there's, there, everybody's going to make a competition. Competitive people will make a competition where there can be. I'm not, I'm more competitive with myself than with other people. I don't really care what other people are doing, but uh, when it comes to that, that's great. I think it's a great divide. I think it's, you know, Facebook, Google, et cetera, like have their campus. I know Google is in Venice right now, but there's a lot of stuff going on in Playa Vista. Have their campuses down in Playa Vista. Have that be, those are not startups. Those are cor- right. tech corporations. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, and they still, you know, try to act like it, but at the end of the day, like, I think that that's, it's great. I think the West side, West LA can be one community. Like, and it is kind of seamless. It's not like, you know, I go to meetings in Venice and Privist all the time. I, I mean, I go out to downtown all the time, but it's, you know, it doesn't have to, there's no border when it comes to this stuff. The only difference is, you know, I think LA is doing a great job of supporting it, whereas Santa Monica does need to step it up on supporting the tech community they have here and figuring out ways to make it more attractive because as a smaller city, it could be much more involved with the community that has organically built here without really the city doing anything. And what's happening is 
you know, rents were cheaper in Venice and Playa Vista. So, yeah, of course, when you're looking at, you know, a burn rate, when you're not a profitable company yet, you're going to go where you can afford to and still right. be by the beach. So that totally made sense. Now, though, there is no price difference. So you might you can pick, you know, six of one, half a dozen of the other, whatever city you want to be in, go for it kind of thing. So one thing you, you, you seem to do very well is brand. You know, obviously, Hawk Media, you're being very aggressive in branding. You have a TV ad. But you've also branded Eric Huberman um, through your, your column, through a lot of your speaking appearances, and, and even appearances like this. How, how, what is the synergy of that? This, this obviously, yep. I imagine, even though you, you said you may not get a column, any business out of your work with the Santa Monica Daily Press or anything you post on Huffington, but I imagine the fact that they, they see you out there that has to say, this is someone who understands branding. Yep. So there's a big problem in my industry, and it is that 95% of digital agencies have no idea what they're doing. It's not hard to – it's like – and there's a lot of industries like this, but it's not – anyone can go up, put up a website and say, I'm a digital agency, and there's no one to really call them out on it. It's not like, you know, a financial advisor where you need, you know, to pass a lot of, you know, your CFA tests, or it's not – you know, or an accountant where you need a CPA, there's no regulation on being a digital marketer, and there can't really be something I've thought through a lot. So my challenge is to be able to show why we are legitimate and why others aren't. In the competitive landscape, we have to show that we actually do know what we're talking about, and all those experiences you've had with bad agencies or heard about, we are the best, and here's why. Because everybody needs what we, not everybody, but most business owners need what we do. And I, I was given a small piece of advice a long time ago, and to be honest, I can't even remember who said it to me, but it was, when you have a business of a need that everybody, or, you know, you have a customer base that needs what you have, like, that's already a given, right. your job is not to demonstrate what you do, it's to demonstrate why you're the best source for it. So our job is to show why are we the place to go. It's not like, yes, everybody needs digital marketing, that's already a given, but why, why is Hawk Media who you should hire? And one of the tactics there is to show, like, I really do know what I'm talking about. I'm going to go speak in front of a bunch of people, you know, that are very smart people on a panel with very smart people and demonstrate I'm not full of it because most are, and hopefully that will, you know, help convince people that we are the ones that know what we're talking about. It's the same reason we decided to do month to month. Again, the challenge here is showing we really are the best and we're confident in that. Well, imagine if I was on, on a panel with you and I was one of your competitors, the first thing I would say is, I'm one of the 5%, <laughs> not the 95% yeah. that Eric's talking about. But, yeah, I mean, I think you do frame it. Obviously, you force people to just make a distinction. Okay? If, if there's a lot of people in that space, it's crowded. Yeah, maybe some of them don't know what they're doing. This guy, clearly, you know, just look at how he carries himself. Look at what he's doing. I think he gets it. I have to think that you know, what you do outside of Hawk is definitely influencing the success of Hawk. Yeah, and that's the goal. I mean, in all honesty, I don't mind being blunt about it. I'm not trying to build Eric Huberman's brand because I don't plan on leaving Hawk. I'm hoping that my brand building helps build Hawk, and that is the entire reason I do it. And, and so in, the, in terms of other ventures would you ever do you have anything in mind or you just want to focus on this for now so what's nice is we've created a very cool sandbox here as well i mean we've got 35 employees at this point and growing we're able to do a lot of things like we do equity deals where i'm able to be entrepreneurial still on that side of it as well and jump in with a new company that's starting out and be a partner in it we've done quite a few and one of which sold a few months ago for six million after only a year in business 
So oh. significant success on a few of these. Um, and, you know, we've been able to grow, you know, do have that side of it satiated, so to speak, because I'm definitely a serial entrepreneur. I'm ADD, like a lot of entrepreneurs, and I love doing a lot of different things. And so every time I want to go start a business or try something new, well, we own, you know, like if I want to start a fashion company, we actually own a good piece of a, one that's actually showing great promise and really early success. So we might as well stick there. You know, same thing with we have an events company, we have equity, and we have a lot of other companies that we own pieces of that allow us to do that, that there's no real reason for me to just, you know, go off and start something new. As long as Hawk Media remains fun, continues to grow, continues to be successful, there's probably, there's probably not going to be a change. It's probably just going to continue to build that side of the business out as well. And as we actually generate cash on the equity deals, that'll probably turn into a little larger portion of our business where we do a lot more of that, a lot more, we'll start investing, that kind of it as well. But the progression on the media side and on the services side, we, we intend to grow this at least for the next uh, three plus years uh, consistently and then make a decision on at some point once we, you know, we're looking to get to probably by the end, you know, we're looking for about 200 employee count is what we're kind of aiming for before we really decide what's the next step here. That's what, that'll be 200 in just in by three years, four years or? Uh, two years from about two, a little over two years from now, we're going to hit. We're looking to hit about 200 people, so we should wow. hit 50 by the end of this year, 100 next year, 200 the year after. Wow, 50. So zero to 50 in two years, and then 50 to 200 in another two years. That's that's quite impressive growth. Do you have anything um, coming up? Uh, I know you're going to be speaking at, at the advisors group for me and next month. But do you have any other uh, events you want you have coming up you want to promote? Sure. Yeah, we're, we have our we have a uh, monthly e-commerce meetup at 41 Ocean on Colorado and Ocean in Santa Monica. Uh, the next one's on September 15th. Completely open. Anyone that's interested in e-commerce or involved in e-commerce, we'll have to have them out. Uh, I'm also speaking on a panel on native content marketing at adverti- the Advertising Technology Conference in New York on November 5th. Oh, ad tech. And uh, it's interesting. Going to that often, when you fly, if you fly in on Sunday, that's usually when the New York Marathon is. And so yep. it's 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 quite often tricky getting from the airport to your hotel, depending on where where you're staying. Uh, yeah, it's also Halloween this year. Uh, oh, so yes. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's a fun time, and I've been been a few times myself. So uh, definitely yep. um, look for look for Eric at AdTech in on November. Um, but I want to thank you for joining us. It's been great hearing hearing from you, and um, you know I think you're doing a great job in terms of differentiating yourself in the market. And, and I'm a big fan of your column, and look look forward to to seeing you in person next month. But um, any parting thoughts? Parting thoughts, uh, you know the audience in general, just like continue to support it, you know, look for ways to get involved, whether you're working, you know, sort of on main street, you don't have a traditional tech job. It's it's amazing how the idea of the tech industry is blending into just industry and it's, and it's pay attention to it because everything is moving faster and faster. Uh, and it's going to, people are going to fall behind quicker and quicker. You know, the, the process things shifting, everything is just speeding up. So it's hard to stay on top of, but make sure to pay attention because it's easy to fall behind at this point and it's going to be more and more important in our lives. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate you joining us. Um, we're going to take a thank short you. break and we come back. Um, we'll have a wrap up and, um, preview of upcoming events after these messages. 
Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook. Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to ZO social.com Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let TopSEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. 
The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report, only on webmasterradio.fm. And we're back. This is Ben and Kelly on the Cyber Law and Business Report. And I want to thank Eric Guggenheim for a great discussion on what he's doing, both in terms of digital media at Hawk Media, but also just in for the greater Silicon Beach community. Um, he's definitely a, a promising entrepreneur in the community, and it was great to have him. Um, some news and shout-outs, but here's a peculiar thing. It's kind of, I, I call it um, six degrees of history. So today happens to be the 70th anniversary of the Japanese surrender um, aboard the um, USS Missouri, where the um, Japanese government signed the formal surrender papers um, before um, General MacArthur on the deck of the of the ship, and that's what brought a formal end to World War II. And interestingly, um, one of the veterans of the World War II in the Pacific Theater was a Navy pilot named George H.W. Bush, and his plane was shot down on this very day, the year earlier, in 1944, over the Bonin Islands. And um, so jump forward uh, quite a few years, um, 10 years ago today, his son, um, George W. Bush, uh, arrived in Alabama after Hurricane Katrina and famously said um, to FEMA head Michael Brown, Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. So a lot of things are all happening, uh, six degrees of separation-ish um, on this day, and uh, we do remember what happened at Katrina 10 years ago, and I have a blog post on that. It's on the, We also have information on today's show at our blog at cyberlawradio.wordpress. Um, one thing to remember about Katrina is that given what happened there, you know, there was a, a lot of factors, but one was the fact that the levees, um, the weakness of the levees, and you had a city that was actually largely uh, living below sea level. And there are other areas where there are risks of this is going to happen again. And oddly enough, one of them is Sacramento. Um, a great, a huge levee system that protects um, that area, and there are some concerns that a major earthquake could cause a Katrina-like catastrophe in Northern California. So, um, you know, Katrina was a disaster both on a natural level and a man-made level in terms of the response, and so hopefully uh, we can be prepared to prevent future Katrina's to the extent that we can you know, control nature, um, but also that we can be prepared to respond should you know, nature overpower us as it did so overwhelmingly in um, Katrina and New Orleans as well as the Mississippi and Atlanta coast. Um, another shout-out goes to um, Holly Toops, who was on our show a couple of years back on revenge porn, and um, she was a victim in Texas who fought back and actually um, managed to become part of a class action lawsuit against uh, a Texas revenge porn site. She has maintained her activism and was very active in lobbying for revenge porn legislation in Texas. And yesterday, um, that law went into effect on September 1st. So congratulations to Holly. It's a, it's, I know it's been quite an effort on her part, and we're actually quite proud of everything she's done. So um, she was a great guest on our show, and um, clearly you know, she has someone who um, 
you can knock her down, but she clearly gets back up and keeps going. So congratulations to Holly and everyone for their efforts in Texas. We have some news developments. Um, one thing the United States is considering is sanctions against China and Russia for their role in cyber attacks. And they're looking at um, targeting not the hackers, but the citizens and firms responsible for cyber attacks on commercial enterprises. Now, last year, the White House tried to send a message to China. They actually indicted members of the um, Chinese Red Army um, for their role in the cyber attacks. And surprise, surprise, none of them have been apprehended, and uh, nothing has happened on that case, but it definitely sent a signal. And so it'd be interesting to see how this happens. It is still developing. Um, there's no word yet on when this might happen. There is a summit coming up in a couple of weeks with the Chinese. And so it'd be interesting to see how this develops and is played out. And um, this hacking continues to dominate the news in cyberspace. And one area you know, we keep we keep hearing about the latest data breach here, the latest data breach there. Um, obviously, you know, Ashley Madison has been dominating the headlines largely due to a hack. But one area that is studies have shown now are the, one of the most vulnerable areas to hacking are a very um, important part of many people's lives, and that is um, internet-connected video baby monitors. And Fusion Magazine put out a, an online magazine and spoke with a security researcher who tested um, popular models in that area. And of the nine brands he tested, he gave eight an F for security and one got a D minus. So it's clearly an area of concern that consumers probably are not aware of. They're using these services at home and may not be aware of the, you know, the security implications of what they're doing. Now, one thing we talk about security, and I actually should have asked um, Eric about this, is the FTC is going to have a conference on next Wednesday in San Francisco on startups and security. And the FTC believes that security should be taken into account from the onset and that as startups develop, they need to consider the role of security in their product and in their enterprise. And so that's going to be taking place next Wednesday in San, in San Francisco. And so if you're in the area, I encourage you to check it out. I will be there. Um, and you know, security is something that's going to increasingly become a key part of business. And it, it, sh it should already be, but too often it is an afterthought. So I'm sure none of the baby monitoring companies you know, who clearly have an issue here, we're purposely we're ignoring it. But it, you know, they have to realize we live in a changing world. And so if you are doing business in this space, you really have to consider that risk. You know, what happens if? How, how vulnerable are we? And particularly since you know, your consumers have an expectation that it's not going to happen. And I don't think it's sufficient to say we didn't think about it. And I think when they buy, consumers buy your products, they, they're thinking these things have been tested and thought out. And so 
you know, whether it's going to be government action or consumer action in terms of the, you know, voting with their feet to products that actually provide cybersecurity. You know, I think the FTC conference is going to speak, speak to a very important point, that security has to be part of the design. And so um, we're going to keep hearing stories about this. We'll hear more leaks. Ashley Madison's just, that story is going to die, and then in three months we'll have another Ashley Madison-type story. And eventually you know, the issue is, are we getting it? And uh, that's kind of what went to heart of last week's news with the whole uh, Third Circuit affirming the FTC's authority to enter and, and pursue um, enforcement actions against companies that don't have adequate security. And the action by the FTC that was, you know, the FTC had filed an action against Wyndham Hotels or Wyndham Corporation in, in response to their third major data breach. And Wyndham moved to dismiss, it was, the, and challenged the FTC's authority while the FTC won at the trial court level um, on the motion to dismiss, and you know, Wyndham appealed, and the third circuit affirmed it. But keep in mind, Wyndham, this was their third breach. And so you know, it's clear that the FTC is trying to set a signal, and, uh, you know, and now they're trying to communicate this, not to large companies, but to startups, because often that, you know, they have limited resources, and they're trying to make it plain. You know, this is something that every business needs to think about, and so I commend the FTC you know, for their efforts in moving forward in that regard. I think it should be a very interesting, interesting discussion. I want to give one last shout-out um, to a band called Metal Cohen. And uh, we actually, um, Metal, they have a new album out, and um, it is actually it's called Alchemy. And they've done, they've been funded by Kickstarter. They already have over close to 11,000 copies sold and purely through social media. And it turns out my wife's a big fan of them. And just by coincidence, the, the, the lead player and drummer of the band sat next to us at a Hollywood Bowl event. And we were talking to them about how they're marketing, and they're quite innovative. They've been rising on their charts quite rapidly, and they're not a major brand. They're just just discovering themselves in, through social media and using it quite effectively. So... Um, this is a band to watch out. If you like metal, you know, metal obviously and spells metal, but it's, um, they have a video out, nothing. The album's Alchemy, and I definitely encourage you to check it out. So we only have a few minutes left. I want to thank uh, our producer, Brasco, for our help today, um, particularly navigating some of the technical issues, and I want to thank Eric Uberman. And so join us next time on Cyber Law and Business Report. This is Ben and Kelly. Check us out at the Internet Law Center at internetlawcenter.net. Um, we are a full-service internet law firm. And until then, this is Ben and Kelly. Have a great week. Join us next time on Cyber Law and Business Report on webmasterradio.fm. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.